Hey there! 2022年想要给自己创造一个融入生活里的英语环境吗？欢迎来到通勤学英语 Podcast， 每日带你提升英语力。我们每日都有新的单集，陪着你利用通勤、喝咖啡或等人的时间，一起跟着我 John 老师一起朗读与跟读世界时事趣闻，让英语融入你的生活。想要加强复习，只要点开单集简介 Show Notes， 就会有逐字稿陪你一起学习。Are you ready for your daily English shadowing? Let's get started. It's sitting pretty in ink. To be a magazine reader these days is to lament, unless you are reading *The World of Interiors*, published since 1982 by Condé Nast Britain, but widely available on American newsstands, where it sells for nine dollars ninety-nine per issue. The world of interiors is essentially a decorating magazine, but this is like saying Vogue concerns itself with sewing. It showcases seemingly every facet of the decorative arts and crafts over centuries, from pop artist Roy Lichtenstein's Manhattan studio to an antique dealer's 16th-century Shropshire pile to a shepherd's hut, while reviewing books like the People's Galleries. Art museums and exhibitions in Britain, 1800 to 1914. It's intelligent, witty, and wide-ranging in its curiosity, a bible, and a rarity. Two decades after the internet changed everything, magazines mostly have yet to figure out how to thrive in a digital world. Details and domino folded. Glamour, Seventeen, Vibe, Self, and Playboy have either retreated from print altogether or appear on newsstands infrequently. Titles once so culturally influential, they created mythologies around them. Time, Sports Illustrated, Rolling Stone have been supplanted by social media and blog. Nicholas Coleridge, the outgoing chairman of Condé Nast Britain. Recently published a memoir about the 30-year golden period for magazines, beginning in the 1980s, when ad revenue and circulation climbed year after year, and editors brimmed with creative gusto. He titled it "The Glossy Years." In 2017, the U.S. arm of Condé Nast lost more than 120 million dollars, and to stem the bleeding. The publisher has closed or sold off several titles and subleased floors in its Lower Manhattan headquarters. Rivals Hearst and Meredith face similar challenges. If one could even sell a magazine memoir of today, it might be called the Getting By Years. Slashed budgets, reduced staffs, a noticeable diminishing of not just financial resources but ambition and copy editing. Except at the world of interiors, which has lost none of its gloss and seems utterly unaffected by modern media trends, other than a cursory, if reasonably popular, Instagram presence and a website of inspirational indices, it's not really on the internet or trying limply to be of the internet, as so many other legacy titles are. It enjoys a semi-indie status among our titles," said Albert Reed, the managing director of Condé Nast Britain. "The people who produce it," he said, "are all artistic bohemian types. 
It's the antithesis to the data-driven digital attitude that we have to embrace in other part of our business. Sitting in his wood-paneled office inside Vogue House, the publisher's London headquarters, Reed held up the October issue of the World of Interiors. It was thick as a phone book, with ads imprinted on heavy 100-gram wood-free coated paper, the most luscious, most expensive paper of any Condor title. The cover was simple, enticing photo of the shaded veranda of a house in the Canary Islands, a Spanish archipelago off the coast of northwest Africa, with barely any typeface to muck it up. The magazine's readership is small, with a circulation of 55,000, but influential. It's beloved by those in the creative and visual arts especially. Thanks for tuning in! 记得我们每日跟读精选词汇以及 Intense Podcast